The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and today we are excited to bring you another great topic in the job search career advancement and branding and all of those wonderful things that involved in taking control of your career. Today we're excited because we have Deborah Feldman from JobWiz with us, and Deborah is an exclusive executive talent agent. And Deborah, you've got in your bio that Forbes coined you as the matchmaker, part networker, part sleuth. So we're excited so much to have you on the show today. Well, I'm very excited to be here. I'm flattered as well. Thanks, Marie. Yes. So today we're going to be talking about really a topic that helps people take control of their job search in a very deep way. We all like to talk about how people can be in control of their career and their future. But to do that, we really have to do a lot of work up front which sometimes sounds like a lot of work until you realize that if you don't do this work up front, you just do it on the back end by sending in more applications. So let's talk about how we can be more proactive. And and really, I find this helps individuals get more of what they're looking for out of a career by researching target companies. So tell us more about why an individual would want to research target companies and and what are target companies. Okay, I'd be happy to. Why would you look at a target company? Well, let's look at the dynamics of the job market, such as they are today and actually how they've always been. It's a transaction between a buyer and a seller. The seller is a prospective employee or the candidate, and the buyer is the company or the hiring hiring group. When the two are there, their needs and expectations and requirements are a good match. There is a fit and a deal can be closed. Individuals very often forget that they have any sense of influence or control in the job market. And what they can do so that they do have more influence over the offers they get is to decide clearly what is it they do better than their competitors, what do they like to do, what are their achievements, talents, gifts, likes, and dislikes, and then use that as the focus for what they're looking to do next. At the same time, they should regard the job market in terms of what are the employers are looking for. What does a particular employer need that they can do? What is their challenge? What is the environment? What is their expectations? What is their priorities? 
where the focus of the individual, meaning where their talents and interests are, intersect with the needs or expectations of an employer, is the correct positioning so that the candidate can attract the attention and develop the interest and gain the trust of an employer. Yeah, and we were just talking about that the other day, that that's the true meaning of a brand, right, is where your unique talents and skills and and motivated skills, if you want to, the things you want to use, where those coincide with the company's need. That's the the true meaning of an employer brand, right? It is, and what's very important for individuals is to realize that if they can focus their job search or concentrate their job search activities on the most likely or most highly probable opportunities, meaning contacting and interacting and, and having conversations and networking with the companies that need them, they're much more likely to land in the right place in less time than if they just randomly shoot out a bunch of resumes and hope that they land somewhere with someone that might be interested. Right. So this is an important thing for them to do. How do they start determining a target list? Or where where would someone start if they're going, okay, this sounds like a good idea. I should be more proactive. Where do they start? Well, I think the first start place is to say, where do you want to be and what do you want to be doing? So that goes into determining factors like industry sector, who are the customers, who are the suppliers, what kind of services are, are provided? What's the geographical location? And once you have that identified, then perhaps if you want to stay in the same industry, begin to look at competitors to your own employer. You can look at competitors in, different, in the same region geographically or in a different area. You can look at larger competitors and smaller competitors. Then next, take a look at who are the vendors for your company. Very often, a vendor wants to hire someone from the customer side. Similarly, you, you, if you are with a company that sells to other companies, your company cu- customers or clients might be very interested in hiring you for your no- inside knowledge. And the same you can do for looking at competitor companies, customer lists, and their suppliers and vendors. You can also look at who are the consultants to these, these particular companies, who are the advisors, who are the academic thought leaders. Another way is to um, look, is to talk with the reference librarian at your local community library, or a better bet might be to speak with an expert reference librarian and academic institution and ask them where would they start looking to identify and put together a list of target, target companies that match your criteria? The criteria would be for the company um, focus or their SIC code or industry code, the geographical location, the size of the company, whether it's privately, publicly owned or closely held, um, whether it has subsidiaries, whether it is a branch or the headquarters, and all the other variables that are searchable to identify the characteristics of your target company. There's also some commercial databases that you can um, purchase, though I would first start with the reference librarian because they may already have subscriptions to those databases. You can also go on to Google, and there's a Chrome extension 
for websites like this. So if you enter the name of a company and then you click on the, on the upper right-hand side where that extension icon is, Google will actually provide you with the names of other companies that are that's similar to the one that you're searching. Right, and the reference librarian can be a big source of, of good data. I know Reference USA is something that my library had subscribed to, and I'd tell job seekers that they could go use that. And you could use it on your own, but if you go and ask the reference librarian, like you said, they can help you figure out the code that you need to be looking for that relates to your industry, because that gets quite complex. It does. I mean, there's also the Dun & Bradstreet database. There's the Manta database. There are the Gale reference resources. There is a number of, 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 of resources that um, you can use to search articles that will give you the names of, of companies and, in fact, fact, even enlighten you on the names of particular contacts. People always like to look at the Fortune 500 listing, the, the Inc. listings. You can go and look at um, industry conferences, meetings, presentations, the names of authors might be an insight to get you the name of some companies, TED Talks, because you look at the name of the person, where they're affiliated and where they work. You can also look at press releases and also then drilling down further, look at more regional or local business organizations, business counselors, chambers of commerce is a great way to start. You can also call the alumni office of your school and ask them for advice on where to start identifying um, target company company names as well. And LinkedIn also has that capability. How do you use LinkedIn to find those companies? Well, if you have the name of an individual that you know works in an industry, you can certainly look up um, what companies they've worked in and where they are today. Um, I haven't used LinkedIn for company research because I have access to proprietary databases, but I'm sure if you go to the help section on LinkedIn, there are um, some helpful tips of how to find company names. One of the things you can also do, I would think, is look at who the authors of articles are on topics that are related to the industry and see what their affiliations are. And further, you can look at the names of individuals in groups and see what companies they work for. Is there a specific number you think people should shoot for? What are the pros and cons of having a big list, small list? What do you recommend? I think the list has to be manageable. Once you have a list, I think it's a really brilliant idea to break it down into manageable bytes, which I usually call tiers, and group those tiers by some criteria that's meaningful to you, whether rather than doing it by tiers by the alphabet in order to get chunks of 10 companies in a group, pick companies that are similar in size or similar in a location or perhaps all use the same vendor or perhaps all have the same customer, customer base. Okay. And so those might be some of the criteria that we're looking at at the beginning in terms of location, size, and then we compare our list down by... Right, because you might have, for example, your priority might be not to have to move your family and therefore you want a new job in commuting resident, in commuting distance. However, if you don't find a good list 
that fits that criteria of being within commuting distance, then your next tier would be those companies that would be a longer commute than you would want. And then the next group would or tier would be companies that would require a relocation. Okay. So as they're building this list and, um, you know, they're using all of these resources, the librarian, the Google, you know, what else might they be doing with these companies as they're building this list? Well, I think another thing just to loop back is they can also look at industry associations and very often the people that work at the industry associations are very helpful in providing insights and information of how to put together a list of target companies. And just inspecting the list of companies that are members of that, organ- of that industry association will give you a very good, solid start of, of prospect em- employers. The next thing, once you have that list, is you want to know which ones are perhaps going to be have the best potential to be interested in speaking to you. And one of the ways you okay. can do that... Okay, well, we're going to dive into that when we come back from our break because I think that's going to be a big topic. How do you figure out if they're the right ones for you? You don't want to waste your time. So we're going to take a short break and we'll come right back and Deborah's going to share with us how we qualify these prospective target companies. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead. The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful, and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be, and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Savvy business owners, learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune in to Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zamansky, where classical feng shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, 
please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking with Deborah Feldman from JobWiz, and Deborah is a matchmaker, helping to network in, clients into great companies, but first you have to know what company you want to work for. So, Deborah, we've been talking about target companies and how people can identify those. Share with us a little bit about how we might qualify what, what is a good company for us as a job seeker? Well, a good company would be a company that's going to appreciate you and value what you have to offer. So it would be a company that is probably similar to a company you've worked for before because that gives the hiring manager the confidence of being able to trust you that you've faced similar challenges and, and situations in the past and done well in them and they're not going to take a risk on hiring you. You also want to hire, be, be hired and work with a company that you feel comfortable with in the terms of the culture, the people that you meet when you go on the interviews, what you read about and what you hear um, outside and the, the um, reports about the company. For example, read up about the company on um, Glassdoor, Google the company and see what kind of news, news you can find and, and what the trends are. Um, you want to definitely go to a company where you feel that your personal goals are going to be aligned with what the company is expected of you. It's all about also making a personal connection with a hiring decision maker because ultimately a company is made up of people and people are parts of relationships and it's relationships that you're going to be participating on in on a day-to-day basis at work. Further to qualify, you want to look at the conditions in the environment as well as the internal situation at a company to see if it seems, quote, ripe for needing new talent and appreciating what you, you have to offer. So monitor the company. Set up a Google alert, and that will let you know if there are announcements of promotions, reorganizations, consolidations, expansions, relocations. You want to follow corporate M&A activity because very often that's a change that will signal a need for new talent or a downsizing and then hiring of consultants. If there is an announcement of new products or service, that also very often signals a need for additional talent. If there have been regulatory or, or other changes mandated um, for that company, they may need to hire new staff to deal with it successfully. Perhaps they've announced that they have new funding sources, so that means they're going to be in a growth mode and they're going, or they're going to be looking to see how they can spend that money towards to generate more resources and success. Look for changes in outsourcing policies. They may want to bring in additional consultants or they may be um, getting away from outsourcing and want to be hiring more internal staff. Look for the addition of new technology that almost always creates some sort of disruption and new needs. If you see any talk of adoption of a new policy or procedures, that very often is a signal for change as well. If a consultant is hired, that may mean that something is brewing. 
and you want to monitor and see what's going on. If the company is switching partners or, or, or consultants, perhaps they're taking on a new partner or establishing a new alliance or there's change of terms in an existing relationship. Um, that's usually a very potent sign of change happening and new opportunities coming up. And then finally, if there's a cluster of job board postings, that very often will, will say that a change from one place is going to subsequently have a ripple effect and produce needs elsewhere. And this is kind of a new, I mean, it's not new, but it used to be that, you know, candidates were fighting to get anywhere, but companies really now are looking for great talent, but they're also looking for talent who really wants to work at that company, who has some connection to the company. And that's part of why this works, right, and doing the research and really we're looking for a company that you connect with versus just a place to work. And there's also That's a why practical it works reason. differently today. Yes. Companies also don't want to spend money on recruiting. Therefore, they don't want to spend money chasing after someone who isn't really interested because they're going to spend money trying to entice that person and then they're not going to get an accepted offer. The other part is it's just human nature that a company, meaning an employer, which is a person, is going to be a lot more inclined to be interested and try to work it out with someone who initiates a contact than if someone who's just very passive about the whole situation and basically conveys the idea of, it's not that I really want a job with you, I just need a paycheck. So if yeah, an individual can go and to further to show that they really truly have done right, their homework think- and they know why they're interested in a particular employer, I think they have a real competitive edge over other candidates. Yeah, and this goes against what we think, right? We think we're not supposed to contact the company, and you have to do it in, in a good way, but if you're contacting the company in a good way, you're showing your interest and you're qualified, you're going to get a good response most of the time. That's definitely true, Marie. The other thing to keep in mind is that you maybe you will do much better if you're initiating the first contact with a hiring decision maker for the kind of role you want or with someone who would be a colleague or peer in that role compared to reaching out to HR whose job is basically to fill requirements they get from, from the operating groups or from the managers. So once they have this list of companies and they've gone through and they've done their research, my guess is that some of that is going to come naturally in terms of finding decision makers. Do you have a few tips on on that, how people can identify and start networking into those decision makers? Sure. I think that would begin with LinkedIn. You might have the name of a company and you might have a job title, which would be your manager or someone that you would work with or an individual who has the job or the role that you want. And so you could go in and do a LinkedIn search, putting in the name of the, of the job position and the name of the company, and you'll get results back of a pretty good list of individuals that you can begin to um, figure out how you're going to talk to them. One of the things is you want to check what groups those individuals are in, and if you're in the same group, you can start a dialogue there, or you can reach out to them directly because you belong to the same group. Another way to find individuals is to look at the um, schedules of 
conferences and professional association meetings to see both who were our participants, meaning the attendings, who were the people giving the talks and the presentations, and what companies they're affiliated with, and also look at the exhibitors for that conference because the exhibitors are companies and they're people that are the exhibitors. They're actually people that are they are manning the booths are a contact you can make that's a real live a person who works at that company very often. I'd also yeah love we often forget about those in person events and the power of those. That's really important. Because what we want to remember is, wow, it's really easy today to establish a a connection online. Things don't really just happen because you're connected online. Things happen when there's a good interpersonal chemistry. And so you go from a, a simple quick text or message, perhaps a longer email conversation, to moving that to... The telephone or Skype or a video conference, and then eventually, if you're if it's geographically possible, you want to try to get together in person um, because that is one way for people to get comfortable with each other. Yeah, so we're we're looking at target companies. We're making a list. We're trying to connect with people there, and this is all in an effort to just be more in charge of of our search and be more proactive. How can you give us one success story of how you've seen this work for a client? Well, I think it's it, it's a universal situation. I, let me get back to what I think is really the new job search paradigm, which is you no longer apply for a job and have any expectations that sending in a resume is going to result in an invitation for an interview. I think that whether you're working or you're currently in transition looking for a new job, the key to finding a next, the next position is establishing a relationship with an individual who can either hire you or recommend you to the person who can hire you. And therefore, that means that even when you're happily employed and have no thoughts of moving on next, you really should not isolate yourself to only interact with people that you naturally bump into on a day-to-day basis, but you should keep an eye out to introduce yourself to other people who you find interesting, who will mutually be able, interested in the fact that they'd like to talk to you as, as, as well. Yeah, so this is a lifelong career-long thing that people are doing to keep themselves from being in that panic moment. So share with us a little bit, Deborah, about how people can connect with you if they want to learn more about what you do and, and follow your great wisdom. Oh, well, that would be great. My email, Marie, is Feldman at jobwiz.com. I can also be reached by the contact page at jobwiz, J-O-B-W-H-I-Z dot com. I'm also on Twitter at Deborah underline at Deborah, Deborah underline Feldman, I'm on LinkedIn at Deborah Feldman, and also there's the JobWiz group on LinkedIn. There's a JobWiz page on Facebook, and I'm on Google Plus as Deborah Feldman. And my phone number is on the website and available as well. Well, thank you so much, Deborah. We really appreciate all of all of that you've shared, and you know it's a 
different world out there. And it sounds like a lot of work, but it really does help position people to get to where they want to go in their job search much more proactively. So thank you very much, Deborah. If you're listening, don't go away. We'll be right back. We're going to unpack some of the things that Deborah shared right here on The Career Confidant. So we'll be right back. But thank you so much, Deborah, for sharing your expertise. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Marie, and bye, everyone. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get Amplified. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking with Deborah Feldman about creating a target list of companies so that you can be more proactive in your job search. This is one of the activities that I consider to be foundational to your job search and and really your success in your career, even if you're not currently looking, to always be thinking about who you're making connections with and how you're growing your network in a way that can further your career as you move down the road. This was a topic that Deborah and I covered a couple of years ago was to think about growing your network, not just inside your company, but in your industry and, and perhaps even broader because that network is really the foundation of the stability of your career. And 
the idea of the target list really starts with the focus piece of your career. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And as Deborah was talking about building that list and qualifying your prospective employers, we were kind of dancing around those issues that to be able to do these things, you really have to know first what it is that you want to do, what are the skills that you want to offer, how are you packaging those skills in terms of roles that you'll fulfill within a company, and then what industries are you interested in, what types of companies do you want to work for, what geography are you searching in, what what industries are are important for your search, and also what company culture do you want to work for? Do you want to work for a big company, small company, one that is socially active or one that is focused on developing the next cool new product? What is it that that drives you in terms of the kind of company you're going to work for, what their culture is. And when you start to gather those pieces of what's important to you, then you can put together a list of companies that that might match that, companies that fulfill those goals. That's one of the challenges of individuals who may be searching nationwide is that then you've got to be really clear in the other areas. You know what industries you're really wanting to target or what company cultures or what size, because when you go to research companies, if you don't have enough of those variables determined, your list gets large and unmanageable pretty quickly. If you know what geography you want to stay in, then you might be able to be a little bit broader on the industries that you're interested in. And, you know, I usually talk to people about having a, a list that is manageable, not too exclusive. If there are just one or two companies on your list, it's going to take a while, which if, you've, if you're not in a hurry to find a new job, that, that could be okay. But usually we're looking at at least a handful, 10, if, if not more, 25 kinds of companies. Some job search experts will, will recommend that you have 50. My guess is that they're recommending that as your initial list before you start paring it down using some of the criteria that Deborah and, and I were talking about in terms of their availability, their geography, really researching into their culture, what is a good fit, and then maybe creating those tiers that Deborah was talking about where tier one is companies that fit most of your criteria, tier one, tier two or the next next possible options, and and so on. Once you've prioritized, then you can do some of the things that Deborah was talking about in terms of researching them further, setting up those Google alerts. So if you Google the company name and you're looking at news, you can set up an alert to send you when they have any new news. You can use some of those tools. I want to talk specifically for a minute about LinkedIn. Um, you know, Deborah said, oh, she doesn't use LinkedIn very often, and there's good reason for that in some ways because if you have a different resource to start with, it will be more complete and, and perhaps more successful than LinkedIn for company research because LinkedIn right now anyways, only includes company profiles for companies that proactively set up a company profile. If you're targeting the largest of companies, 
that might be okay. But if you're looking for some of the smaller mom-pop innovative startups, they may or may not be worried about setting up a LinkedIn profile for themselves. Now, before you say, you know, you're, of course you want to target the big companies, think about this, that more than 75% of us work at companies with less than 50 people. More than 75% of us work at companies with less than 50 people. So it, it may seem like all of the opportunity is with a larger company, but the, the fact of the matter is that there are a lot of smaller companies, a lot of smaller companies where there could be just as much opportunity depending on your industry, location, those, those criteria. And if we're not focusing, focusing on those smaller companies at all, we're missing out on some of those opportunities. So other ways that you might use LinkedIn, as Deborah was talking about, looking at individuals who are your peers, perhaps individuals who work at, at other target companies you're interested in, where have they worked before? They may have worked at companies that don't have LinkedIn profiles, but the company name will still show up on that individual's profile. So you can use it as a spider web from there to research the companies you do have on your list, find some individuals there who may be in a similar type of position to you, and then look at their profiles. Where have they been? What types of companies have they worked for that you might add to your list? Now, maybe just to back up a little bit here, why are we going through all this work? <laughs> right? It's, it's not a, a small amount of work. However, here's the data. So if you apply to a position, the chances are that there's going to be around 150 people apply to that same position unless it's in a small niche of some sort. There's going to be around 150 people apply. When you apply online, you have about a 5% chance of getting an interview if you are an unknown quantity. So if you are really qualified, you match the job description exactly, you could think, okay, it may be 10 or 15%, but it's close to 5% that you'll get an interview in a company where you just apply blindly. However, if you are referred into a position, you have about a 50% chance of getting an interview and this is based on research by Jerry Crispin, Career Crossroads, you have about a 50% chance of getting the interview and therefore about a 20% chance overall of getting that job. So networking, we talk about a lot on this show. This is more of the strategy behind that networking. So what are you going to share with people that you're looking for? Who are you going to know that they could introduce you to? How are you going to ask them for those introductions? How are you going to build your network very strategically even from the outside into a company? To do any of those things, you have to have a list of companies that you're interested in that you can share. And it doesn't have to be exclusive. It doesn't have to include every single company. And people don't expect that. So that's the other reason that people often fail to do this developing a target list is because they're afraid that it will be limiting. Well, won't my network just look at that list and go, oh, I don't know anyone there? That may happen, but it's a lot better question still than only asking what do people know or 
do they see any openings or do they have any openings? All of those are yes or no questions. When you show them a list of companies, you open up the conversation for much more in terms of uh, answers that you might get back than just yes or no. So don't talk yourself out of doing this because you're worried it, it will be exclusive. And we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been talking with Deborah Feldman about building a target list, and we're sharing with you some of the data about why you might want to do that, that you have about 5% chance of getting a job that you that you apply to blind online, and that that jumps up to at least 20%, if not more, depending on the number of candidates, of course, you have a 20% job percent percent chance of getting that job if you are referred in as as a candidate from someone who works in the company. So Deborah was talking about that that once we have this list that then we would want to identify the hiring manager or someone who is actually 
in the department we would want to work for, decision maker being the best, but even if it's someone who might be able to refer us to that decision maker, someone who would love to have us on their team, that's who we're trying to connect with here. Now, HR is the one that we don't necessarily want to connect with. However, I have had candidates have very good success connecting directly with HR for their target companies if they're not able to find anyone else. But first, you would want to go through and say, okay, if I want to be an engineer at GE, let me connect with people at GE and start to build these connections and see how I might work my way into being a known quantity when a job opens. That process works best if it's done before an opening comes because once there is an opening, people tend to get more closed off. So it's this proactive process where you're trying to connect with people at your target companies so that when something does open up, you're a known quantity. It's not really a a job search process, although people do use it in that way once they're unemployed, it gets a little bit more challenging. It's great to be able to do it and genuinely build those relationships with people who are your peers or your your industry people before you need a job. So you've got this great target list. Let's talk about some of the things that you can do with it today. And you're getting a little bit of a treat here if you stayed with us because this is the thing that most people struggle with. You know, I built this great target list. Now what do I do with it? First of all, we've been talking about this already, getting onto LinkedIn and connecting with people that work there in a very genuine way. So that might be that you join some industry groups, and yes, you're seeing where those people are joined in their groups, but you're joining those groups because it makes sense for you to join them as well. You're going to build your your network by participating in these groups by sharing, by asking questions, or perhaps just reading and making comment on things that other people are sharing. That's the easiest way to start is by reading and commenting, asking questions as appropriate around industry topics. Um, so you're, you're, you're connecting with these folks on LinkedIn. You've researched the company. You've seen where some of your peers are, and you've started to connect with those people in a collegial way there on LinkedIn. Some of the other things you can do with that target list, follow those companies on Twitter. may seem uh, outlandish because, you know, we always think of who has actually gotten a job off of Twitter, but this isn't about getting a job right away, right? It's about following the company on Twitter. Then you can see their news. You can see what's going on in the company. You can see people who are perhaps tweeting for that company, follow them, and you will see when they tweet jobs. And that may be the fastest way to find out about an opening is by following a company on Twitter. You do, you know, do well to have a Twitter account. It'll make that easier. You can create lists and things that'll make it easier to follow. But you don't have to have one. You can go to twitter.com and search for a company and see what that company's hashtag is and what they're doing without a Twitter account. So you can do some of that and follow them that way as well. You could probably even set up a Google alert that would send you the tweets of a company if you set it up right and, and know how to do that. So you can 
connect with people on LinkedIn. You can follow them on Twitter, your, your target companies. What else can you do? Well, you can go to networking events in person, which Deborah was talking about, in-person events where your company's employees might be attending or speaking. They're probably the same industry events that you could be going to for yourself anyways. Research that where, you know, what target companies are doing at these conferences, what associations might they be members of as a company, as individuals. Does it make sense for you to attend those events? And perhaps even can do that in your own professional development and network in a way that develops your professional development where you are as well as your future possibilities with a different organization. So you're going to find out where these these people are and how might you go there and and grow your network with these target companies in person. The one thing that I've had candidates do that has been very successful is reaching out to their existing network. So those people that already know, love, and trust you, that you are comfortable sending them your target list and saying, hey, these are the organizations that I'm interested in. I would love your feedback. And always give people three ways to help me, three ways that they can help so that they can choose the way that is most effective for them, most comfortable for them. So they can just give you feedback on the list. Do they know anything positive or negative about any of these companies that could be very helpful to you just to know if they've heard any chatter? If you've already heard that chatter, it doesn't matter. You just say thank you. Now, the other way that your network can help you is that they can suggest other companies to add to the list. They may be ones that you considered, researched, and didn't put on the list. That's okay. You're still getting people engaged in helping you and thinking about you, and therefore, maybe when something comes up in the future or they meet someone who works at one of your target companies, they'll have you in mind. That's the whole idea of this activity. Third way that you can ask them to help you, especially if they already know, love, and trust you, they're already inside your circle, is to ask them to provide you with any contacts, people that they respect who work at those companies that you might talk to to learn more about the company. This is not about a job. When you make it about a job, nobody will want to do an introduction for you. So you're asking them, how can I connect with this company? What do you know about the company? Do you know any other companies I should think about? And then is there anyone that you respect that does work at that company or even used to work at that company that you could introduce me to? This shouldn't be... This might feel somewhat awkward, but it shouldn't feel like an imposition because you're asking those people who are already in your circle and you're building outward from there. So... This was very helpful for one of my clients a few years ago now, put together a very long list of organizations, sent it to a fairly long list of people that he was connected to, that better your first-person network, but you, you have to be a little bit careful about that. You don't count people out because you don't think they know anyone. Don't count people out because they don't live where you live. Don't count people out for those reasons. If someone is in your network and they, they're in your inner circle, go ahead and send this to them and just see what happens. And if they don't have anything that they can share with you, that's okay. 
You've given them a lot of ways that they can help you, and, and you're at least getting it out there that this is what you're looking for. So he sent his list to a fairly large group of people. Someone got hold of him and said, hey, I know of an organization. It's not on your list. However, it's very similar to some of the organizations on your list, and they're looking for a person to do this that sounds like it's similar to what you want to do. So the key part there is that the individual had sent his list as well as a description of that this is what he was looking to do. And the more vibrant that description is, it doesn't have to be super specific, but the more vibrant it is, the more I can connect with your passion, your interest, whatever you want to call it, the better responses you'll have. So he had a great reason for why he wanted to do what he wanted to do. He was very passionate about the skills that he wanted to use, even though he wasn't super specific on what those job titles might be, that individual said, hey, I know a company who's looking for someone like you. They're not on your list, but would you be interested? Of course, make an introduction, and there you go. The person had that that job not too long thereafter. So a good example of why we don't want to be afraid that if we put together this list and put it out there, people will limit us to that list. So we can follow those organizations on LinkedIn. We can connect with people. We can join groups where those people are employed that work in our target companies. We can follow them on Twitter. We can send out that target list to our our inner network, the people that know, love, and trust us. We can go to professional events where those target companies might have employees attending. And we can also think about, is there a volunteer, if they're local, is there a way we can get engaged with a volunteer organization where some of the employees from that company might work? You have to be a little bit careful about that one. You have to be there to volunteer first and be of service first. But we can, of course, do that in a way where we might have the opportunity to connect with people who work at our target companies. You could, and this is, you know, a little further down the train, but you could write a cold call letter to your target company and see if you can get a response that way. You have to know the hiring manager name. You could do a cold call. That's the, my least favorite way because, of course, a warm connection is going to have a lot more fruitful outcome than a cold call. That's why people who do cold calling and sales have that great talent because it's not easy to get a response from that. Using our target list in this proactive way is really an opportunity to get into a company where we really want to work. We've got to understand that it's a little bit more of a proactive process. It starts before there's a job posted, hopefully, and we're doing things in a a systematic way to gain the trust of someone in that organization, which means that we have to do all of these things in as genuine of, of a way as possible and be clear about that we're interested in the company but we aren't expecting anyone to be able to offer us a job at that moment. And when you connect on LinkedIn especially, this can be important to share with people that you're interested in a company, you want to learn more about the company, and not be looking for a job. And you really have to be genuinely not looking for a job. So hopefully Deborah gave you some great things to think about to start building your target list Start taking control of your career direction, where you want to work, 
how does that look for you in the future and how can you start building your network in that direction? If you have any questions for me, you can always get a hold of me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And Deborah was D-E-B-R-A, Feldman, F-E-L-D-M-A-N, if you want to connect with her as well. We look forward to seeing you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 